0: That if you hear harmony in the individual who is sharing with you, automatically you look deep into their soul because it's a portal or gateway into spirit and you recognize that you can trust them or not trust them.
1: You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go.
2: Welcome back to Almost 30 Podcast. Hello, everyone. We're so glad you're here. I'm Lindsay Simsek. I'm with my co-host and best friend, Krista Williams. Greetings. And
1: we need to take a damn breath. God (laughs) damn it. (laughs) Yo, if you guys if you guys could see me today, you'd actually be terrified. Oh, oh, I've oh been my. three what? different people. It's in kind the of past. fun to be. Today's been quite a journey. <laughs> Honestly, I've been like shaking. I'm so mad. And then I'm laughing and then I was just crying. <laughs> it's been a wild <laughs> ride. I need to check your transits, actually. In your oh, chart. yeah. I, actually should ch- I need to check something. I don't know where my fucking anger has come from today. I'm so angry today. You know what? I feel like in what we do, there is,
2: we're expected to not get angry about shit and we're expected to like metabolize things like the graceful women that we are. Yeah. And there are some things that we just got to get fucking pissed about and let it out and express it because all of it is very, Um, warranted I I feel like
1: I feel like it is too (laughs) yeah it's just um, yeah I just don't know where it's come from but I think what it is is that I'm just getting frustrated with what I've realized is happening in a lot of situations is like people displace their uncomfort uncomfortability onto others and when they're in situations where they feel they're uncomfortable because they have done something that makes them feel bad mm-hmm. in quotes, mm-hmm. then in turn, instead of taking responsibility for that and owning it, and then potentially transmuting that energy into positive where they're making change, they are displacing it onto me mm-hmm. and it's being where I, where they are making, you know, just like placing that negative energy on me and making me feel like I don't, it's just like, it, they're not taking ownership or responsibility for it in different areas of my life. And yeah. it's just getting super frustrating. And then I think too, it
2: confuses exactly. us, me,
1: you. It's
0: confuses
2: like, it's me. just very confusing because then the part of me that is compassionate and wants to make the other person feel better kind of leads when I actually need to stand in my power and really express how, their displacement of their discomfort is making me feel, you know, using those I statements and being like, okay, so, you know, what you just said or what you did, like makes me feel this way instead of just being like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like that you're feeling, you know, like kind of going to the, I'm sorry. And how can we make this better? It's more of like, this is how it makes me feel period and allowing them to then, you know, respond from that place rather than me, um,
1: managing their experience. Yep, Exactly. So it's like, you're, you're the one that's in the situation where something is happening to you. You're expressing that. And then because they're uncomfortable, you're having to come back around and ignore your initial feelings of being frustrated Mm -hmm. and make them feel better Exactly, because they can't stand to be uncomfortable for longer than 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and I work on this in my life is to be okay with being uncomfortable in a lot of different areas. That's with growth. That's with, you know, uh, different things. Mm -hmm. And I, and I work on it every day. I'm not perfect at it. You know, I don't enjoy being uncomfortable, but it is something that isn't inherently bad and that we can just accept. And there's so much, so, so much layering to like people being good and people getting so much positive feedback all the time that it's like, I don't know. It's almost not allowing them to experience what is actually
2: happening. So if we're yes. if I'm giving positive feedback or like really making the situation as comfortable as possible, I don't know if that's serving that person. Exactly. You know, it's like allowing them to feel what they're feeling and then come back together after both parties have finished riding that really high intensity emotion of it all cuz sometimes like I feel like I'll react out of emotion, like sometimes like with my brother, for example, but I really have to take a moment, like taking that time to be like, okay, like, what is this really about? You know? And also giving them time. Yeah. And also like in a professional setting too, like, I feel like, I mean, I don't know if it's appropriate to like just react out of emotion. Like, yes, I want to make it a safe space for people to express themselves, but I just don't think it's the most productive thing. It's not. I you know, mean, thankfully that's... you and I have each other. Yes. So it's like, we can kind of like express those emotions to each other in private and just move through them. But I don't know.
1: It's I, not. I it's mean, not. it's and that's my lesson. You know, it's me. I read, there was some reading that I had one time where it was like, you are a better, you are better as a cool boss. Cool as in like keeping the Temperature cool, cool, yeah. Than a hot boss. Yeah. As in being hot. And I'm cool most of the time, Mm -hmm. but I definitely can get riled the fuck up. And I just, it just, you know, then it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy, but you know, I'm trying to analyze too, like what is making, what are these lessons, what are these lessons showing me and why is this continuing to appear within my life? Mm -hmm. um, That I feel like I can't express myself fully. I can't, I have to manage everyone's experience in feedback, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's you know my romantic relationship with Justin or if it's within you know what we do. So okay. it's just a, a very interesting thing. And today has been a fricking roller coaster. I had to be on like, I was like so mad on this call with Lindsay and then I had to be on this like brand call and I was like, oh my God, I know. Thanks. can thanks, And they're like talking about my engagement. I'm like, I know it's crazy, right? It was like terrifying. I was like, I honestly, like my head was like spinning 360 degrees. I was like, I'm possessed by the devil. I'm like, oh my God, totally like weddings, right? Holy fuck. And then we were on an interview and I was like crying because we were talking about how like women in their thirties and forties mm. don't take care of themselves. Oh, and they're fi- fi- like the 50s. Yeah. yeah like, Oh yeah. yeah Not yeah. like take care of themselves, but that generation has given so much to our generation totally. and just over exerted themselves in such a beautiful way that has given us uh, a beautiful foundation to grow and be who we are. And I wish that they would just, you know, turn know. around and love themselves more and, and have more self-love. Um, And then I was like crying, <laughs> like go well, fucking wild ride. <laughs> kind of cool. Kind of, it was kind of cool. I why I tell Justin, whenever I, I'm kind of, He's like he's like it's a roller coaster I'm like it makes it keeps everything fun keeps it interesting <laughs> buckle up, baby, buckle up baby <laughs> you're in for a damn treat.
2: How are you feeling like in it's been a couple of weeks since you announced
1: mm, I'm feeling really good now i've actually had really good advice from people about enjoying the process and mm. and to be honest, I haven't done anything, and it's actually been really interesting to see um my family like my mom has been so cool about it. Like she's hasn't, I told her I'm not planning until 2020. Um, She told me the budget like right away, whatever that means. And I just, she's been very like hands off and not forcing anything. Mm -hmm. And I've really appreciated that. My dad of course is, is so hands off. Justin's parents are so relaxed. So no one's forcing me into anything. I think everyone's kind of letting me do my thing, which is very important to me. And that's been really nice. Um, you know, Justin and I have talked about it kind of, but I think we're going to focus on it more next year. So I'm just really chilling, to be honest. Yeah, it's
2: kind of nice to have that marker of the new year and like just enjoy the rest of the year yeah. and like not feel that need to plan, plan.
1: I just plan. want more clarity on it. I want more mm-hmm. like help understanding what what I should do and I don't know. But it's fun. Totally. Like, what's fun is just having a common out al- or a common thread with a lot of people is like well, what do you think I should do? Just like having people say like what they think I should do or like learning from people what they did, what they wish they didn't do, what they, you know, it's just, it's kind of fun to hear people's stories with it because it's so emotionally intense that they have a lot to say.
2: Yes, yes,
1: totally. And I think like, at least recently, we've been been to a
2: wedding or two and just like been in those situations where we can kind of take things in and be kind of close to close to it I've never been in a season of weddings I don't know if that's like coming my way but um it's always yeah like you said just a very emotional time so like because it's not mine I'm able to be such an observer which is cool I hope I can like kind of retain that if that ever (laughs) becomes mine but
1: honestly um oh good how are you feeling? feeling
2: about love um I'm feeling so good and uh I didn't. I've been like thinking about that. Like, oh, what, what about it? Do I talk about? What about it? Do I keep kind of close? What about it? You know, I don't know. Do I make What's public? <laughs> Literally, what is what it? What is it? Um, but to update people, I reconnected with someone in New York when we were there for tour, and it's just it's it's been pretty wild since then. And we've known each other for eight years, and have always just been so drawn to each other not just like attracted to each other but just had this like pull and um yeah we're we're dating and it's it's really really beautiful i had this crazy fucking dream last night that and i don't know what this means but i i think it's just kind of like this deepening of like how i'm feeling about it all and how like open i am but like we were living together and then he told me that like he wasn't going to exist in a year. It was like this weird thing, like as if he was like gonna die or wow. something like that, which was like so weird. The the sadness I felt and like the like I could feel it physically in my body and it just was so like I don't even know. I was so sad. It felt like I was crying for years. It was very weird. Like very resonant. You feel in the morning and you kind of feel hungover. Oh my God, I was crying when I woke up. I was like, oh my God, what the hell? And then I was like, okay, like what did that? You wake up, you're like, ha, ha. <laughs> I was literally like voice noting him. I was like, hey, I just had this really weird shape. I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, he's like, okay, cool. Uh, he's like, I'm alive. Um, but yeah, it's just it's been really beautiful to like be so open. And he we're so like the communication is fucking insane. So and I haven't had that ever. Mm, so blessed. it's just like opening me, you know what I mean? Yes. And I'm like I feel very like heard and seen and and safe, you know. So
1: just riding it. It's only been a month, so I need to like just be here now. But yeah, I mean, it's so hard. Though <laughs> it's crazy in your dreams when you have those emotions. Just oh my Lately, god! I've been having dreams where I have um, <laughs> I don't know if I could say this out loud. Um, where I'm like crushing on someone. And I ha- I wake up with that yearning feeling of oh, it yeah, it feels yeah. like when you have a crush. Mm-hmm. Totally. Where you're y- literally yearning for them. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think it's normal. Yeah, it's just crazy. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, I haven't, you know, Justin's so my person, but it was just haven't had that like, you know, it's almost like you don't have them, that that just like yearning. Mm-hmm, right. It's like, yeah. Oof. Honestly, you're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, and you, whatever. <laughs> I'm 10 years old. That's pretty much what it is. I'm 10 years old. All the my dreams are about One Direction. I'm yearning, I'm yearning for One direct One D for Harry Styles. I know, honestly.
2: Yeah. Um. Cool. Great. Um. I want to get into this episode, Me y'all. Too. This is really. This was a fun one. We had a. Incredibly impactful, powerful live experience with Stuart Pierce in New York at the assemblage. And I, we interviewed Stuart months and months ago and it was over Zoom. So Krista hadn't met him yet. And I met him in a session when I did a retreat for Soul Cycle. But I just knew, I was like, oh, wow, he's going to be like a force to be reckoned with, with in, in a, in a, um, space like that. And it was, he just really cracked open the room. He is a voice coach that is kind of like the baseline of what he does, but he's an angel communicator and is just, I don't know, an angel on earth. I I think.
1: It was, it was such a, we knew it was going to be powerful, but it felt like such a amazing moment because it was someone that I feel like isn't necessarily on the scene that we're introducing to our community and voice alchemy and um, tone resonance is going to be the biggest thing in like 2021, Mm -hmm. I swear. Mm -hmm. It's like, we are all vibrational beings. Abraham Hicks talks about that all the time. And your voice is the vibration of your spirit and an energy that communicates to the world so much. Yeah. And the way that he talks about it and... works on it with the audience is just so beautiful. So it's very workshop style within this. You kind of will get a sense of how exactly he, um, works with the audience on voice alchemy. And so it's not necessarily going to be Q and a, like our normal podcast, but it's going to be more like you are in on this experience and you can even do it if you want in your car. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Highly recommend. There's a point at which, um, he kind of activates the room and making sounds. So please join us. Yeah. Join us. It was
1: crazy. And New York, our New York audience, um, like 200 of them didn't hesitate for a second joining in and practicing in the vocal exercises that could be considered kind of odd. Everyone didn't skip a freaking beat. They were so on 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 page and on purpose with it and i really like how Stuart takes you through like um the evolution of voice within history and society and talks about why it's so important it, it was i was blown away at how uh succinct he was and how much sense he made yeah. it just felt very like it resonated i was like oh that completely makes sense and this is like spirituality 2.0 yeah.
2: Can't wait for you guys to listen to this. Can't wait.
1: Cheers. Woo woo. Boop
2: boop. And we have some announcements because we're not done. With announcements. The year. <laughs> don't fast forward. Not done with the year. So we have our Australia tour dates coming up. Yes. So we are in Melbourne on the twenty sixth and Sydney on the twenty eighth. Yep. We have and... Rosie Acosta mm-hmm. in
1: Melbourne. It's gonna be a beautiful. She is magical. Check her out on Instagram. She's the best. And then Jess Seppel. Love Jess. Seppel. My icon. Did. for all things health and delicious eating. She's so humble. I love her. Mm-hmm. And she's just like- She's ass. She's I don't badass. know. She has a huge app author. So that's gonna be more related to body image, healthy eating, nutrition, health and wellness. And Rosie will be a little bit more juicy and spiritual mm-hmm. in Melbourne. And then we are back to LA
2: for our LA live show, December 7th at the Dynasty Typewriter at the Hayworth Theater. And our special guest is Shan Boudram. Ooh. Cannot. There's a few surprises in this show. We cannot wait to see our LA family. So if you have not bought your tickets yet, please, please go to our website, almost30podcast.com slash tour and click on the LA live show link.
1: Cannot wait to see you there and then we'll be in Miami. Yeah. Miami's going to be a blast. And Shan, I love her. She's an intimacy educator. She's written books. It's all going to be sex and relationships. So it's going to be a fucking blast. Mm-hmm. At our live show, it will sell out. So make sure to grab tickets for you and all your friends. And then Miami baby, Nikki Novo. Mm, can't wait. I keep getting messages about finding psychics that are helpful and resonate with people. And I keep directing them to Nikki. Um, And we're going to be doing an awesome session about connecting to your intuition and um, a beautiful, beautiful space. So make sure to grab tickets for that. If you're in the Florida area, would love if you came up or down to see us. Yeah, cannot wait.
2: Thank you so much for listening. And if any of you out there want to start a podcast, if that feels like something you want to do in the new year, we are relaunching Your Podcast Pro in January. So stay tuned for that. It will have everything you need to go from idea to launch, if you already have a podcast and you want to really fine-tune your branding and marketing, or if you've got that down and you want to start monetizing, uh, we have you every step of the way
1: yourpodcastpro.com. We are working with Teachable. They've been an amazing partner. So if you're interested to work on courses yourself, check out Teachable. We have a link on our website. You can get your first month free. Yeah. All right. Enjoy this episode. We will see you on the other side. Special thanks to The Assemblage for
2: hosting this particular event. We love you. And we love all of you, Almost 30 Nation. We love ya. Shia. 30 pod, A30 Pod for 10% off. And I first met Stuart Pierce when I was still working with SoulCycle and we did an incredible retreat. And as you know, if you've taken SoulCycle, your voice is so important in a room like that, just as it is on the podcast and what we do. And I was just so profoundly touched by his work. Um, and I, I knew that, that, that wouldn't be the first time that we worked together. Um, Stuart is an internationally known vocal coach who has worked with such powerful beings and angels like princess Diana and Hillary Clinton and Marianne Williamson. And he is, I think, an angel working on earth. I won't say it, but I'll say it. Um, I, You know, he is, he is channeling uh, beings all the time and is just such a special, powerful light in this world. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful he's here with us tonight. This is a really... I've been looking forward to this for a very, very long time. So please, all we ask is openness. And without further ado... Stuart Pierce.
0: <laughs> Hello. Hey, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. you I was just standing there thinking how do we begin this because it feels so cozy and I don't know whether I'm going to sit or stand but I'll get there in a second because um, as always you know when you fly around the world and you give wonderful presentations um, never quite know what's, what's going to happen, who am I going to have in front of me, will I be able to see them, will I not be able to see them etc etc. Uh, firstly, Wow. These two amazing young women touch me so deeply. And I was just thinking when you were speaking, has anybody ever interviewed you on the podcast? Because if they haven't, I want to interview on a podcast (laughs) because they're always interviewing people, right? So I thought, okay, so that's really, really interesting. And I love so much of what is being shared. However, I'm going to share a few things for you as well. Where do I begin? What really excites me right now is this. When the women's voices are aroused, the mountains move. This is an old Japanese proverb. When the women's voices are aroused, mountains move. How does that make you feel, ladies? Yay! and so I'm, i've been gifted by meeting extraordinary people around the world, particularly ladies, but i'm not you know there are men here this evening, so i'm not going to hi men I mean you're here you're here in the minority, but I'm really glad you're here representing the brotherhood, stepping forward as the divine masculine it's absolutely wonderful to see you. but all of these beautiful ladies and I, what i've discovered over the over the years is that um, most of the clients that come to me are very powerful ladies or not so powerful ladies meaning those that are established or those that are beginning to establish themselves in the world so that's why I begin with when the women's voices are aroused the mountains move because your voices are aroused right now and the way that they are aroused is by reminding all of us that your voices are right at the very core of your creativity Right at the very center of you is a sound which is your soul incarnate, which is what Lindsay was just referring to. And so what we're going to do this evening is to not just remind ourselves of the fact that right at the very core of you is this sound, but what we're going to do is to expand that whole thesis so that you have not just an idea, but also a physical experience of what that note is. Because when we find that note, that signature sound, we have the power to create or the power to destroy. Sound creates and destroys. Remember the idea of the crystal glass and the singer singing into the crystal glass and the glass rings with the note that she's singing and then if she creates a pitch that moves past the resonance frequency of the glass, the glass smashes. That's what I'm talking about. So all the time, we are either creating harmony within our bodies by the way that we sound, or we're creating disharmony. Does that idea lodge somewhere deep within your consciousness? Remember the story about Joshua and his people walking around the city of Jericho? They blew their trumpets and they gave a great shout, and the walls of Jericho came tumbling down yes, right? So, you see, our ancient people knew because they were living beyond the noise. We are living within the noise. And so, we've somewhat unremembered some of the realizations or, I'm going to get up, or the messages, I can see you much better, that I'm revealing this evening. So, Joshua walked around the city of Jericho, he sized up the geometry of those walls, and in that moment, he knew what the resonance frequency of those walls were, so he knew exactly which sound to emit that would bring about downfall. Do you know the sound that you emit to bring about your downfall? Well, the answer is yes, right? Because we're always naysaying ourselves. There's always the negative critic, which is saying, who do you think you are? Why did you do that? Don't you realise how foolish you are? Don't you... uh, I mean, you look stupid. Why don't you just shut up? (laughs) And then the positive life coach comes in as the Salvation Army (laughs) and says, you look really good. Don't take any notice of that. And then we get this terrible squabble going on between the left and the right hemispheres, between the positive life coach and the negative critic. That's really what I'm talking about, you see. And the, the objective that I want to reach for us this evening is that right at the very core of our beings is this note. And then when we sound it, we bring the whole of our biochemistry, we bring the whole of our cosmology into creation. Now, you may say that's a very poetic way of putting it, but actually, people way back, before the noise, beyond the noise, believed this absolutely. So that they would say things like, the voice of an individual is the index of their character. Today, we're so amazed or enthralled or disturbed by the noise that we very rarely listen into unless that individual is beginning to stand in front of us and purr very beautifully so that we can begin to be drawn into the substance of what their story is all about. So I'm going to indicate what energies you can feel, and then we'll work to find this, in your body that brings about the magnetic voice. So whether it's in your personal relationships or in your professional relationships, you're always drawing people into the fundament of what you're sharing right at the very core of your integrity. Does this sound exciting? (laughs) Hey, New York, you're waking up. (laughs) It's very cozy in here. And I just, I wonder if it's possible, again, I know I've asked several times, but is it possible? Because I can hardly see people. And I would love to see your faces. Because when when we see people's faces, we know how to speak to them, do you see? If we don't see their faces, our voices become amorphous. Okay, cool. So, I'm using this reference of beyond the noise and before the noise. What I mean by this is that we have been educated, oh this is beautiful, thank you so much for the light. We have been educated and conditioned and socialized into just living in this part of our bodies so that we become cerebralized units. And what this means is that we spend a lot of time in our heads. Do you know what I'm saying? It's the sort of sound that you hear a lot in this city, okay? Right? You know, it's like, you know what I'm saying, okay? Yeah, and I mean, with this microphone, I know this sounds a little bit weird, me doing it now, because I've just shifted my energy, but all I'm doing is speaking in my head, okay? So this is the transmission of ideas, but I'm going to... I'm just going to stop doing that. (laughs) And what I'm going to do is to go back into the very core of me, what Lindsay was referring to, as being grounded and rooted in the center of our beings. And when we do this, automatically we reharmonize all of our organic fiber. We bring all of our biochemistry back into coherence, not into dissonance. We bring it into consonance. We bring ourselves back into harmony. And when we bring ourselves back into harmony, guess what? We find our power. And our power rests in that moment right there. In the stillness. But the difficulty is that the whole of the world and our educational process has taught us to do, 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 do. And most of the time, we're not doing what we could be doing. And so we feel guilty, or we feel regret, or we feel shame, or we feel denial, and we close off our voices. And so our throats become really tight, and as a result of that, we feel really disempowered, as opposed to opening the throat and coming back into our center. Now, let me just give a frame of reference in relation to the history of what I'm talking about, meaning in a period where we lived, which is beyond the noise. Because if we go back 300 years ago, 400 years ago, to the beginning of the Age of Enlightenment, to before industrialisation, there is a phrase, for example, a project that I was part of managing for many years, which was the reconstruction of Shakespeare's Globe Theatre. In other words, the rebuilding of the theatre that would have been on the banks of the Thames in the City of London in 1597. And the Lord Mayor of London at that time said... All speech is decorated silence. where do you go where you have decorated silence? Well, there's the countryside, or maybe if you're on on a boat out at sea, or perhaps if you're in a balloon floating high into the atmosphere. But if we're in urban communities, there is very little stillness and there is very little silence. And so we forget about our voices, because we have to push them into our heads in order to be heard. But if we come back down into the very body of our being, we answer into the very core quality of what our authenticity, of what our soul, of what our inner fabric, and of what the remembrances of things past are all about, so that we can move ourselves into greater balance and greater pleasure and so forth. So, if we go all the way back to, arguably, the origins of Western civilization, meaning the Greek-Roman thought, I believe, personally, that there were civilizations that existed before the Greek-Roman, but we'll use the reference of the Greek-Roman. There is a word in Latin, which the Romans spoke, which is persona, that we use for our word, personality. So my understanding of the word personality is that it, when we use it, we actually sum up the totality of that being. So we're really talking about their inner fabric, their inner fiber. We're talking about their soul. And then we suddenly realize that the word persona, if you, which makes personality, if you look at it visually here, per, P-E-R, sona, means through sound. So the Romans believed that the whole of their beings, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, was communicated through sound. So they worked on their voices to make sure that their voices had gravity, gravitas, verity, or truth, veritas, piety, pietas, or devotion, and integrity, Integritas, which meant literally that the whole of the being was balanced physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. In other words, each integer or each part of we, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, or if you like, earth, water, air, fire, or if you like, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, and hydrogen, before building blocks of creation, are brought together into synchrony. And so they actually built buildings... Uh, temples and senate houses that had woven into them earth, water, air and fire So that when we walked in from the outside, where often we felt weak, our bodies were automatically taken back into feeling absolutely imbalanced because the elements were there. And of course, as we know, within great municipal chambers or indeed within temples, one of the things that we often do is to commit to the integrity of whatever we need to share through our voices. So the question that I'm really asking is, well, what's the quality of that experience? We know what the quantity is, but what is the quality? And so I'm bringing us back again to the nature of what it is to share our note. Um, I'm working with a number of really significant people at the moment to open up the force field of what their voices are all about through something that I'm calling the voice of change. And the voice of change is really, at core, at essence, what I'm describing here this evening. That we're, we need to move because we're seeing all of the major power structures in our lives affecting. what word would you use about the principal power structures? I mean, for example, what word would you use to describe what you're seeing happening in central government in this great nation at the moment? Alarming, chaos, revealing, destruction, disingenuous.
2: Okay, small daily actions they just make a big difference. And I just cannot emphasize this enough. It creates this cascade effect and honestly a snowball effect. (laughs) So one begets the next really great positive small action, but it almost has like a bigger impact as the day, as the week goes on. Um, And I'm just someone who very much believes in this, whether you're like smiling at a stranger, or maybe you wake up a little bit earlier to practice your meditation, or maybe read part of the book that you're loving. Uh, or maybe you integrate a healthy habit, like taking a probiotic, which is something that I've been doing for a few years now. I've been taking seeds DSO one daily symbiotic and I love it. And I've just noticed that this is the catalyst at the beginning of the day for a ton of healthy choices that I make. Um, and I've noticed a difference when I don't Shipping to your door to when you put it in your body all the way through your GI tract, um, all without synthetic or chemical coatings. Um, And this was developed in collaboration with Seed Scientific Board and based on their foundational work in probiotics in the microbiome. They are the best in the space. So I just, I trust them and I've experienced incredible results. So trust your gut with Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash almost and use the code 25almost to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash almost. The code is 25almost. Okay. I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app. um, Superhuman. I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him.
0: Okay. So is truth being uttered? (laughs) So the voice of change is a movement largely inspired by the extraordinary women of this nation that of course then assimilate and spread all around our planet. The voice of change is moving us away from the voice of the head into the voice of the heart. There's a very ancient um, Rumi quote which says, if words arise from the heart, they enter the heart. If words arise from the tongue alone, they don't pass beyond the ears. So, ask yourself this question, am I using the voice of the heart or am I simply using the voice of the head? Am I using the voice of the tongue or the voice of the heart? You know, I spent—I I was an actor in the 70s and then spent 40 years training actors as well as working with public personalities. And the key ingredient for all great actors is a truth of feeling statement. Can you embrace that in your consciousness? A truth of feeling statement. Meaning that if you're sitting in a theatre, in a movie, Uh, movie theater or watching your tv or watching your tablet you're watching a movie and you believe it then you continue watching it if you don't believe it if you don't see truth in it your mind is either working through the um philosophic or extended nature of what human consciousness is all about or you just switch it off and move on to something else does that make sense So actors energetically, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually have to work on their physical instrumentation to find the energies that literally depth charge the truth. And one of the ways of doing it... And I would suggest to you the primary way is right in the relation to what I've just been sharing you about the voice, that if the words arise from the heart, they enter the heart. If words arise from the tongue alone, they don't pass beyond the ears. So there's a way of saying, come live with me and be my love and we will all the pleasures prove, or come live with me and be my love and we will all the pleasures prove. Now, which one would you prefer? (laughs) So it's very simple, isn't it? You can see the shift that takes place, but it may be considered to be a clever trick or a clever technique, but all I'm doing is moving energy in my body from here, the cerebral resonance of the ideology and the, and the industrialization of our peoples, which is all about the philosophic, the ideology, as I've just said, or indeed the cerebralization of what our mechanistic approach to the universe is all about, which is increasing and increasing and increasing through the extraordinary, Nature, information technology so much so that we're moving into the field of people losing their jobs and everything is being handed over to AI and then we come back into the thing that I believe most of you are really interested in as well as being interested in that because that's the reality of our world otherwise there's no way that you would be here this evening and you would no way be listening to almost30podcast.com Something is stirring deep within you and so here's another way in to help that stirring so that it doesn't quake, it actually becomes a really powerful part of your daily process as you're living and working and becoming the extraordinary being that you want to be. What is the greatest vision of you that you wish to create? Well, personally, I believe it's the miraculous side of you. And the miraculous side of you is that feeling is the language of the soul. Thinking has nothing to do with it. Now, we can use this as a compass to direct our way. But as I was saying earlier, wouldn't you agree that most of the time there's this argument going on between left and right brain? Shall I, shan't I, will I, won't I? Who do you think you are? Well, actually, I think I look pretty cool. No, you aren't. You're stupid. What did you say that for? Etc. Etc. The negative critic and the, the positive life coach. So what I, what I wanted to, want to share with you, because I think this really sums up, if I can read it. Um, I should know this by heart, so I must commit it for my next presentation. The man, or we would say today, the man, the woman, the man that hath no music in himself, nor is not moved with the concord of sweet sounds, is fit for treasons, stratagems, and spoils. The motions of his spirit are as dull as night, and his emotion as dark as Erebus let no such man be trusted it's a bit of Shakespeare and yet today because we're surrounded by noise the credence of that statement which you can hear very simply means that if you hear harmony in the individual who is sharing with you automatically you look deep into their soul through the harmony, because it's a portal or gateway into spirit, and you recognize that you can trust them or not trust them. I remember 25 years ago spending three hours with Maya Angelou. Remember Maya Angelou? Wow, what a woman. And she said to me, we were talking about integrity, we were talking about truth, and she said to me, you know, Mr. Pierce, when people tell you their truth, believe them. And that's ironic, isn't it? Because when people tell us their truth, of course we want to believe them, but we use the whole of our beings as a barometer, particularly the fluid balance of our beings, to feel, well, are they really speaking truth? Or can I trust this? Or is this bullshit? And of course, when we go back into the youthfulness of our being, we know that when we were children, we were like emotional barometers, and that we always knew whom we could trust. And we always knew whom we could not trust. And it was largely based not just simply on the way that they spoke, but also because our voices are purely physical means that we use to communicate the way we think and the way we feel. We could feel the vibrations of their body emanating something beautiful or emanating something that we felt was really not something that we wanted to be with. Are you with me? So, men and women 400 years ago would literally listen to their voices and would ascertain from the voice whether to do business, whether to have a relationship or not. So, for example, if you, if you took your fiancé to your father... Are you married? No? If you took your fiancé to your father so that he could ask permission for your hand in marriage, your father would listen to what this young man was saying, and the quality of his voice. And if he didn't believe in the quality of his voice, he would say no. So you would, change, you would make sure that you would choose someone who was in integrity. You would choose somebody who was within trust. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? How often today do you use that emotional barometer? How often do you do something I call heart dowsing? You know, dowsing with a pendulum, so you can begin to see what the electromagnetic energy of a question can be, "Shall I do it? Shall I not do it? Is this positive? Is this negative? Is this good? Is this bad?" etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So if you heart dows, automatically, you begin to choose from here, rather from here. So you know if you feel you would like this, you know whatever it may be, it could be, you're choosing tomatoes. In the supermarket, you know in the grocery store, it could be that you 're thinking, "Shall I go into that gas station or this gas station?" You know where do I want to go shall i actually shall I call this friend or shall I call this friend if you 're working really through your heart you 're automatically moving yourself back into the fiber of belief, faith, and trust, and by so doing you 'll open up a plane of energy that is going to create ripples, that will expand throughout, not just the environment in which you're placed, but elsewhere. Heart math gives us the science Heart math is an extraordinary form of therapy to bring us back into balance so that we have healthy hearts because we're recognizing that the heart is the seat of the soul, not the head. That if we're in our hearts, we automatically begin to open to whatever we need to be able to do in the world, which I'm not saying we give our power away. What happens is we become aware of our sovereignty and becoming aware of our sovereignty means that we're able to really mark what our energetic boundaries are. and recognizing that we often give our power away through the sentimentality of the fact that we feel insecure, that there's an uncertain sense of self. And earlier, Lindsay was talking about the angelic brotherhood or the angelic communion, rather, which we're hearing more and more and more about today. Look into the reference of angels' love for the sake of love, whereas we often love for the sake of being loved which is very different. And yet, if we want to move into the purity of the vessel that we often see as being angelic, all we need to do is to borrow the principle of, well, maybe all I need to do is to love for the sake of love, and then automatically everything moves back into balance. So there are many, many, many different ramifications of what I'm describing. But I can see how you're so excited by this that I want to take you through a process so that we find your note. Is that a good idea? Yay! So that you leave here knowing exactly what your note is. And let's just see what happens to your being when we find your note. Okay? You up for it? I have to say, now I'm seeing you because the lights have gone up. You look so beautiful. Look at you all. These beautiful, smiling, attentive faces. Okay. So before we go into that, all you need to do is take all your clothes off. (laughs) I just love that stupid joke I just love it Um, what I'd love you to do is just to feel feel your body as aligned as you possibly can in the way that we were through the meditation and what I mean by that is just feeling how grounded you are and how your spine is as aligned as you possibly can be it's dry in here And then just close your eyes and imagine that running up and down your spine is a laser beam of light and give it a color, maybe a silver-white laser beam of light. In some practices, this is called the pranic cord and just see it going down through the base of your spine. Through the floor here, into the basement beneath, into the earth's crust, through the soil, through clay, through stone, through rock, into bedrock. So it burrows deep into the womb of Mother Earth. And notice how she comes to hold you in her unconditional love, which we call gravity. If you wish, ask her for a gift, ask her for a blessing, ask her for a sign. And whether anything comes or no, don't worry because texture is opened. And siphon that up through all those feelings or presentiments or intimations, visions, through the rock, through the stone, through the clay, through the soil, through the earth's crust, through the basement, or if this is the basement, the floor here, back into your body and draw them into your heart's secret chamber whilst the beam of light continues up through your spine and then shooting off through the top of your head, through the building, through the atmosphere, of the planet, and go right off into Father Heaven. So you have this amazing conduit of energy and we're going to breathe down through it and find the breath creating sound. So just let all the breath go, just blow it out through your lips Feel the need to breathe, and when you're ready, breathing wide and deep, breathe in. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Feel the need, and breathe in. Now try. It in the rib cage, Ooh. Ooh. and then lifting high. You'll see it as blue in your throat. above your head. He aligned as you can try not to cross anything over arms or legs or hands and feel the stillness stillness. So effectively you see you're soaking in soul. Your soul, my soul, our soul. And as you feel you just soaking in you, You can feel the energy expands beyond you so that there is this presence, this intelligence all around you. Feel how all of this is just framed by your skin suit, your skin that you walk the path of life in. And how all of this intelligence, this awareness, is developed through feeling, 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 the feelingness of feeling, from the top of your head, to the soles of your feet, to the seat of your butt, to the tips of your fingers, just feeling you. And hearing, 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 hearing. Smelling, 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 tasting, tasting and then when you're ready, just opening the lanterns of your eyes Somebody down here feels really good. Okay, so how do you feel? Speak to me. Centered, Centered. bliss, grounded, grounded, full, connected to spirit. Connected to spirit, yeah. Isn't it interesting how, when we move into that stillness, we feel the vastness of the universe. As our energy field expands, we begin to feel the limitlessness of the universe and yet when we're contracted by doing, 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 we feel ourselves to be so limited. So the, the quest is, how can we find a way of balancing the doing with this being? And the answer I'm offering you is, because sound is at the core of creation, you know this because it was the very first thing that you achieved as you shot out of your mother's birth canal. The very first thing you did was to go, (sighs) (laughs) you made this great roar of life, and then you went on, you know, swearing undying love being interviewed at school or professionally, and each the quality of each experience was based on the way that you were actually feeling the sound resonate within you. Anyway, so what else are you feeling? Feeling is the language of the soul. Well, what about I feel me? And me feels good. I feel a sense of well-being. Or is it not? Because if it's not, let's deal with it. I feel that there's a sense of power within me that it's a long time since I've really felt this quality of centeredness. And therefore, there is a delight running through me that will allow me to empower myself into creating and creating formidable
2: I have the uh, thermometer on my bedside table, and then I take my temperature, I input the temperature into the app, and boom, there you go go. Um, it is 93% effective with typical use and 98% effective with perfect use. It's pretty incredible. Um, I know a lot of people are just thinking about their birth control. Uh, A lot of people are going off hormonal birth control. This is an incredible, incredible option for you. I've been using it for a couple years now. Um, and again, it is so easy. So the algorithm uses the body temperature to determine where a user is at in their cycle. The more they measure, the more data it will have. Um, and if you have an aura ring, by the way, it syncs with your aura ring and it'll take your temperature automatically. Pretty cool. You can trust Natural Cycles. For the past 10 years, they have been setting the precedent for non-hormonal and non-invasive birth control without sacrificing effectiveness. They were the first to introduce a birth control app, the first to receive FDA clearance as a birth control app, and the first birth control app to integrate with that wearable device, the aura Ring. They're the best. I'm excited for you all. Listen, as our listener, you are going to get a discount plus a free thermometer, baby. Use code almost30 at naturalcycles.com to get 15% off an annual subscription plus a free thermometer. That's naturalcycles.com. You're going to use the code almost30 to get 15% off an annual membership and a free thermometer.
0: Okay, so any questions that you would like to ask about the experience? Yes. for the observations and also for the beautiful question. <clears throat> so surely the first thing is that this is drawing us into being mindful, that there is another possibility, that there is another choice. And the mindfulness allows us to cease pouring our energy out into that space which demands so much of us and leaves us feeling dissipated or exhausted or disharmonic at the end of the day. So mindfulness is the key. You know, consciousness means choice. What would you like? Pain or pleasure? So... What, what, I, what I believe is beginning to happen is that our consciousness is severely being affected by the sonic landscape you've just described. I work in this city a tremendous amount. And wherever I go, this, like the two CEOs that I was working with yesterday, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, they said, I want what you've got. I want what you've got. So I said, well, what do I have? You know, And these are very powerful people who look after a task force of thousands. And I said, well, what is it? And they said, you have a quality of stillness and centeredness that I know I need to find. So you see, it's another way of describing the voice of change. And so Steve, in the afternoon yesterday, who is, you know, this... this extraordinarily powerful man, said to me, how do you think I can change my vibration to find this? And I said, how aware of it are you? And he said, oh, I'm not aware of it at all. So it's mirroring of the question that you've just so beautifully asked. It's about being mindful. So if we can give ourselves uh, the ability to live in the moment rather than living in the future, we're bringing ourselves back into the essential power of who we are. And therefore, our our senses become scintillatingly open. And because our senses are opening, meaning we feel, we see. Remember that line in Avatar? I see you. How often... God, these microphones. How often do you see the person you're speaking to. You know, I observe a lot. I'm a behaviorist. So I spent a lot of time in different cities in the world watching people in crowded restaurants, in bars, in greyhound stations, in you know, terminal airports and so forth. And here, I see people not relating to one another. This is a huge generalization in street activity. Oh my God, you know, and I was, what I was saying. you know, what I, and everything was, you know, and I, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, whatever. And and nobody's looking at one another. (laughs) So, you know, these these are sort of... I don't want you to see this as a judgment or as a criticism. These are just playful observations. And they may be cartoon-like, because what they do is they bring about stark reality. Anyway, so what I would recommend is, do you meditate? Well done. We need to be meditating twice a day the morning meditation just for 10, 15, max 20 minutes maybe. But I know we have very busy lives. But if we meditate in the morning, which is active, and when we go home in the evening, if that's possible, maybe you have things to go on to after work like this. But here we are engaging in meditation. And I'm being invited all over the world to do this sort of thing in the early evening with people in the business world. One of my greatest friends is a Buddhist monk who works for Google. And all he's doing is meditating the people in Google and teaching mindful he's a Tibetan monk he's got all of those wonderful robes and he goes in and teaches mindfulness and gets paid a lot of money which he doesn't earn he suddenly piles into other situations that are charitable so if you can allow your evening meditation to be passive just breathe because what we started doing was breathing well, what most of us don't do is to breathe anyway I'm making it a long long winded answer but you, or long aired answer long breathed answer but that brings us back to a little bit more of the consciousness that we're revealing here this evening. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Thank you for the art uh, thank you for the question, sweetheart. Anybody else? Mm. Is it typical to feel it in the root chakra? Yeah. Uh,
1: mm. <laughs> <laughs> it <thinking>? Is it typical to feel it in the root chakra? Yeah. I'm <laughs> um,
2: just curious, like I know um, a lot of people talk about heart chakra and for me it's a very visceral experience, um, maybe spiritual, but I, I'm just curious, like is it normal to feel it, your voice coming from the root chakra and is that something to embrace or something to look at?
0: Okay, so what I would recommend this, but I, I, I have to put this down, so I'm going to, it's going to be a bit weird, but I'm going to, what I'm going to do is use a bigger voice. Can you all hear Okay, imagine the whole of my range is here on a horizontal plane. So it's a bit like a keyboard. We're going to find your note. Is it down here or is it up here? If down here is down here and up here is up here, where is it? Okay, so imagine the keyboard is here. And we know the one thing about the keyboard is that it has a middle. So we have a middle, it has a middle. Okay, now let me illustrate my middle, my note, with my range. If I play with the, the right hand, you get a lot of treble, okay? Now, if I carry on talking to you like that, what sort of person am I? I mean, what sort of energy do you feel arising from this? Frenetic. It feels frenetic? Tense, tense. tense pushed, disembodied? Yeah. Yay, well done, that's <laughs> fantastic. I love that word. <laughs> Anything else? I've suddenly lost my stature, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. you know, Okay. Now, if I suddenly go, if I go right down here, if I carry on talking to you like this, what's going to happen in your body? What, are you going to fall asleep? <laughs> 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 or are you going to be slightly concerned about <laughs> where, where I'm coming from? <laughs> okay. Now, play with both hands. And when you play with both hands, you've got a mixture of the treble and the bass together. So there's me back into my notes. How do I know that? Okay, take the horizontal, make it vertical, put it into your spine. Where's the middle? Mm-hmm. One, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Hello, my name is Joe. <laughs> so it's a... So it's, it's geometric, do you see? It's all about the way that the whole of our physical geometry can be measured in sound. And that's how sound functions. So have you ever seen acoustic representation through um, organic patterns? It's called cymatics. If you have um, viscous fluid on an iron sheet and you introduce a pitch to it, the viscous fluid turns into an organic pattern that reflects the sound that is being induced. So we're doing the same thing in our bodies all the time. So if I'm using this sort of voice, what I'm doing is, you know, Lindsay was saying it earlier, is I'm jarring my throat, okay? I mean, this is the sort of sound that I know I very easily can make in New York City and in other cities in the world. I'm jarring my throat... I'm also jarring all of the contents of my cerebral dominance and as a result of that I'm not breathing fully and the world is encouraging me to use even shorter thoughts so I'm using even shorter breaths and as a result of using shorter breaths I'm getting more and more and more and more stressed even though the, the shorter breaths are associated with the sound bite. We know this because the further we go back in history, and we read literature that was written to be spoken, the thoughts get longer and longer and longer and longer. So they had more breath. Because we human beings, whatever language we speak, we always have enough breath for the thought that we speak. Isn't that interesting? So we're jarring ourselves. Put it into another context. Einstein said, there is no way that we can resolve the problems of the world by using the same strategy that created the problems. And we were referring to this earlier, weren't we, about what we're seeing in major central government or major leadership situations at the moment. We're seeing chaos, we're seeing dismay, we're seeing disorder. And so, if doing, doing, doing has brought us to that, then maybe what we need to do is to try being, 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 being that will bring us to a different form of reality. So there's another expanded answer to the question that you were making. If I go right down into my root chakra, I'm going to be ending up speaking like this. But if you come to the middle, you're in an equipoise, but you will feel resonance moving all the way through you. And maybe that's the experience that you were talking about. Is that okay? Brilliant. We're getting to the...
2: Yeah, we have time for two more
0: questions. Two more questions. Hey. Hi.
2: Hello, and thank you.
0: My pleasure.
2: You said that words spoken from the heart penetrate the heart.
0: I was quoting Rumi. Well,
2: Rumi said, "Um, some of us are leaders or people in powerful positions, and sometimes we have to have difficult conversations in our jobs that don't feel good on our end either. And so to stay present in those conversations and not end up up here... In our, in our chest, right? <clears throat> How can we deliver those types of critical feedback or um, constructive feedback and also stay heart-centered and
0: grounded? I think you just said it. How do I offer constructive criticism but still stay heart-centered? So evidently, if we're going up here, we're not heart-centered. What we're doing is becoming defensive and we're becoming defensive because we feel insecure, and we're feeling insecure because we feel unsafe. But if we look into somebody's eyes and we empathically open to the substance of their predicament, if they're in denial, we can say, you're in denial from my perception. But there's a difference between confrontation and carefrontation. And so, really, what I'm dropping, what we're, you know, fascinating question we're dropping in here, are what are the symptoms, or what are the facets, or what are the idiosyncrasies of neo paradigm enlightened leadership? Is grace present in that moment between you and that other person? How's that? Thank you. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. Carefrontation. Try carefrontation. Yeah. Try move away from confrontation. Confrontation is old paradigm, isn't it? And it's it's to do with people competing with one another. You see, there's no co-creation, and it will always lead us into codependency. We will always give our power away. So listen to what Marianne is saying about the politics of love, because you know we're having this very close conversation at the moment about how she can emit the resonance of the volubility of what her ideology is all about so it brings about change this is the voice of change and at the beginning of next year I'm releasing a book about the two years that I spent which were the last two years of Diana's life where she also became the voice of change and so what I'm literally doing is writing a book about the intimacy of what took place between us because I feel she wants this to be emitted in the world with all of the empowerment process all of the affirmations, all of the meditations, and all of the consecrations that she went through to emit the radiance in the world that became the change maker that she became, where she affected over 3.9 billion people, the most photographed woman in recorded history, etc., etc., etc. Another question?
1: More?
0: Hi.
2: Um, So I was just wondering, when I'm here, I'm understanding everything. It's really easy for me to drop into that. But then I'm thinking about where I would be using this in my everyday life. And I get a little anxious because I don't know, like, when I'm speaking, how I can hold that energy and how I can hold that space. And then also be thinking about what I'm teaching or what I'm talking about. Um, I'm just thinking I talk a lot about like with what I'm doing sustainability and what's going on in the earth and so it's really easy for me to get caught up in the facts and all that kind of stuff so how do I come from a place of centeredness?
0: Read this. Okay. <laughs> so this is my first book, which is called The Alchemy of Voice, which is addresses absolutely what you're talking about. Because essentially what we're talking about is mindfulness, aren't we? But the difficulty is that when we absorb data, you know, and I believe that the era of data collection is over, that we need to move into experiencing it. Now, obviously, as far as digital data is concerned, it's, the era is just beginning into AI and so forth. But for us we have all the information we need but we're living on a planet where the conviction of love is less than the conviction of hatred and conviction is a force multiplier so what we you know this evening we're looking at how can i move back to taking the information that i've just absorbed on a cerebral level and feel it out so that i know that it sits in a different part of my being and therefore becomes an embodied reality or if it's mechanism and strata that we don't want drawing in our bodies then we place it over there and we make sure that we you know you were with people whom we care about who provide us with energetic boundaries whereby we can actually see the worth or the lack of worth in it And if it is not worth anything, then just let it go off into the cosmos. Because energy is energy. It will not be destroyed. It will just be turned into something else, but much more positive. This has been amazing. We're going to have to finish, aren't we? This has been amazing. Thank you so much. You've been so beautifully attentive. So, and, and, you know, it's not easy, you know, especially it's just not easy to meet you and to reach you. So you've just been extraordinary about this, and I feel now that we're all in a field of harmony where I know you. Do you understand? I see you, except for one or two people who've been ignoring me all evening. (laughs) But I see you, I see you. The way forward is transparency. But there's a way of being able to dispatch it. And what most people do is to project spleen or anger onto you rather than just simply saying, I see you. And so thank you for revealing yourselves. And I wish you well. And um, I know we'll, we, we'll meet up again somehow. I can feel it. Because I see people here who feel like friends. Already. Thank you, Stuart.
1: Ugh. Thank you, Mahan. Thank you, Stuart.
2: Thank you so, so much. That was so powerful. And if um, I know Stuart has some workshops and events coming up, both in uh, North Carolina and possibly in Northern California, he's always doing really powerful work. So please, please uh, find Stuart dot stuartpierce.com.
0: <laughs> it's uh, StuartPierce.com is the corporate site what we didn't reveal this evening is that I'm an angel emissary so you can go to TheAngelsOfAtlantis.com where um,
1: It's our next show <laughs> That's
0: another story, right? That's another story um, where you'll see that the, the workshop that I'm doing in Cornelius North Carolina on October the 20th, if you know anybody, is all about how we can become more present to the metaphysical energies and make them part of the terrestrial energies that we're living. Because we don't have to do this all alone, right? We have a whole spiritual communion around us. It's just that our culture hasn't necessarily led us to a belief in using the embodiment of this energy. TheAngelsOfAtlantis.com I mean, if you just Google my name, it'll come up, you know. <laughs> YouTube, Facebook, the whole thing. Um, yeah, and look forward to seeing you again with the Voice of Change.
2: Yes, thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Did anyone else feel the power of the universe in their body? I know,
1: honestly. I'm Whoa. kind of on another planet. <laughs> yeah. It so felt if we talk.
2: really, really, really good. And um, yeah, I felt the room expand. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can only imagine that if you navigate out there this week, this weekend, and onward, and perhaps incorporate some of these practices in and make time for them, that you will also inspire the people around you to also feel that resonance. I think it's just so powerful. It's just like when we hear Stuart, I'm like, give me some of that. Mm-hmm. So you can be that.
1: You are so, so, so powerful. Yeah, it's just so special. I love I love what I do, but I love you guys so much. Like just being able to have Stuart come on and everyone's like, oh like literally you guys didn't skip a beat we were like see, you guys were doing the tones it was like a room of new yorkers who don't know each other some of you guys do some of you don't but you were able to drop in and really be in it and really get the most out of this experience which is so special and powerful you guys are such special special people you guys are so attentive and i just love you very much um there's tons of sponsor stuff so grab it take it in your bag we don't need it. Um, just don't steal anything. Not like steal tables or like furniture. Um, we are here. We'd love to say hi to you. Um, and you can find StuartPierce, stuartpierce.com. Yeah. We love you so much. Thank you for being we here. We love you. Seven months, two weeks, and seven days. Since I left, who's canon anyway?
0: But for me, the only thing that's changed Is the distance between New York and LA Seven months, two weeks and seven days Since I was so easily replaced It's so
1: strange how I recognize her face Tell me, does she make me
2: Thanks so much to Stuart. That
1: was something we won't forget that was quite the vibe (laughs) you can listen to our episode with Stuart pierce on the pod if you just search Stuart pierce almost 30 podcast and we will also have him linked in the show notes yeah thank you again thanks to the assemblage and thanks
2: to everyone who came out we really really appreciate your presence at every one of our events and this review actually comes from someone who was at our new york events um she says just wow earth angels five stars wow thank you The Almost 30 podcast came into my life at a time when I needed it most. I went through a traumatic injury, surgery and recovery and they were very hard. And I looked to many podcasts and influencers to help keep me busy and cope when I didn't know what to do with myself. Krista and Lindsay have completely changed my life. They have opened my eyes to so many things I didn't even know existed and have made me curious about so many things. Listening to them has opened my mind, my heart, and my soul. I love listening to these two because they are so relatable, knowledgeable, and authentic. Every person I have shared this podcast with thanked me times a million and tell tell me that it changed their life with which warmed my heart. I have certain episodes... Um, earmarked that I share with different people depending on what they're going through. There's an episode in here for everyone, actually probably a couple in here for everyone. I went to one of their live shows in New York and my life was changed forever. These two are truly the real deal and actual earth angels. I was bawling the whole time because I was so happy to see and meet them. I had no clue I would give have this reaction, but I did. I had the privilege to meet them after the show. And when I say they are authentic, I mean it. I've never met hosts more interested in their audience. They were so genuine in our conversation and I cannot wait to see them again in person. These women are doing big things and will change the world. And I'm to- totally here for it. That's Jesus from Aria. Christ. I know. Oh, Aria. Yeah. Thank you so much. I remember.
1: Um, I remember her injury. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you so grateful. much. I'm super grateful. I'm grateful for you guys. I really, you know, you guys never cease to amaze me and prove to me my standards need to be higher for humans in the world because you guys always show up and are so kind and warm and sweet to one another and sweet to us. So I really appreciate you guys um, being a part of our lives. Yeah. And just so you know, too, like, when we meet people after the show... It is just as
2: much like we get just as much out of it. It's like, you have no idea. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. And yeah, definitely share with your friends or family if you feel like it it could, you know, improve their life or just inspire them. That's been, you know, such a, a common theme among our community where they share with others and then they grow closer and that they get help that they need or just feel less alone. So thank you. And we will see you on tour. we're nearing
1: the end of the year. So, you know, be good to yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Seriously. (laughs) And thank you for writing reviews. It means so much. Mm -hmm. We will see you on the next one. Love you. Love you.